0: everybody ready let's get rolling this is the big show on 97.5 1280 the zone in the zone sports network big show gordon monson
1: jake scott 97.5 1280 the zone we're going to talk to mike conley coming up here momentarily the new jazz point guard very excited for this interview gordon Gotta admit, I'm getting overwhelming uh, support on my stance on lemonade stands.
0: Are you really
2: overwhelming? Are there that many curmudgeons in the world? Well, I don't know. Brad
1: tweeted in support. One guy. Me. Uh, yeah. Overwhelming. That's what I'm saying.
2: Every time I see kids on a street corner selling lemonade, it puts a smile on my face. Mm-hmm. Do you pull over? Sometimes. Not all the time. If I'm in a hurry, but I I would if I if I have time. I'm, I'm encouraging the very thing that you're discouraging.
1: Well, I'm saying, uh, and we don't need to dwell on this, but Brad bring, brings up a, a solid anecdotal point. He says, I'm with you on this one. I once watched a kid fill her pitcher up with ditch water, then add her crystal light. My what? dad prevented the disaster when he paid her to stop selling it. He says, just uh, saying East Mill Creek could have an outbreak of gastric distress. Really? Ditch water. Ditch water. <laughs> That's what he's saying. I believe Brad.
2: Brad is a longtime listener. I think he might be paranoid. I mean, most kids are doing it the right way. and well, Besides, what's a little ditch
1: water? <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I want all these stands inspected, Gordon. I want them inspected like any other business out there.
2: Have you ever drank uh, unfiltered water? Untreated water. Untreated water. I was climbing a mountain once and I was so thirsty I drank out of a stream. I don't know if that was a good idea or not. It was melting
1: straight out of a glacier, though. Well, so, all right. And you didn't get Giardia or anything, No, right? not, not, not that I know of. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to talk to Mike coming up here momentarily. As we uh, said uh, earlier in the show, Gordon, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to getting to know him a little bit better. Um, all the things that you hear about him are so good. And we've heard we've played sound clips. And, mm-hmm. and it, I'm I'm excited to have him on the air to, to give our listeners a chance to get to know him a little bit better because he really seems like the type of player that fans can really, really embrace. Well, if— If he is what he seems to be and there's no
2: duplicity to him, then he's, you know, he's everything that Jazz would want as far as his character goes, as far as his unselfishness, as far as relations with his teammates and respect for his coaches. I mean, at least that's the impression we get. And so, yeah, I mean... I've been very impressed with what I've heard thus far, and I've no reason to doubt it. I think this is a veteran who's mentally tough, who's really going to help the Jazz beyond just his contributions statistically. Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm sure we'll ask him about um, conversations he's had with Coach Snyder, but I've got to imagine Coach Snyder is, is really excited to have a player with his skill set to be able to to coach and put in positions to succeed.
2: I would like to be a fly on the wall in the room or Mike Conley and Quinn Snyder are talking to one That'd another. That would be fun, wouldn't it? I, I, I mean, that would that would be fascinating.
1: All right, let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Joining us now, new point guard for the Utah Jazz, Mike Conley with us on the big show. Hi, Mike. How are you? Thanks for a few minutes. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Mike, uh, let's want to start off uh, your first impressions of, of not just Salt Lake, but your teammates in the Jazz organization. Oh man!
3: Um, honestly, I, I've been uh, I've been blown away. Couldn't be happier uh, with the situation, and uh, the organization has been so welcoming. Um, Salt Lake has been a welcoming to me and my family, and uh, I mean it's just an exciting time. I think for my family and I, and I, I think also for the Jazz organization, we've got such a great roster in place, and um, and to know that I'll be coming into that um, and with the, with the season. Uh, coming up uh, where everything you know is is wide open it's going to be exciting
2: Mike if you were going to express two or three things about you and the way you play and your attitude about the game uh, to the fans here and to the organization to the coaches and, and your teammates what is it that you would want to get
3: across well, I just I think number one is that you know deep down I'm just I'm just a winner you know by by my DNA you know things I do um it's not for it's not for the cameras it's not for likes on Twitter or anything like that it's literally I just want to win and I'll do and sacrifice and, and play whatever role I have to do um, in order to do that and um, and you know everything that goes into that is, is who I am I mean the being unselfish um, both ends of the ball um, understanding how to you know the pace of play understanding how to get to spots uh, getting the ball to people where they can be most effective um and and you know, being a student of the game, you know, just having a you know the IQ and, and, and the high IQ plays and just being alert at all times is is just who I am.
1: Mike, you've played alongside a lot of great players in your career there in Memphis. And if memory serves you haven't played next to somebody quite like Donovan Mitchell in the backcourt. Talk about how your game might mesh with his to make both of you better.
3: Man, it's going to be exciting. And like you said, I have I have played with a lot of great players in my career and um am thankful for that. But, I, you know, you don't run across a talent like, like Donovan, um, you know, very often in this league. And um, that's going to be very exciting to, to to take part in that, just knowing that, you know, how much I can just help him um, from uh, a playmaking standpoint of being, you know, a combo guard that he can be. Um and his ability to to you know score the ball so well i think everything will be a little bit easier with um another ball a ball handler in the mix another guy that can create shots and opportunities for him at a you know a higher clip to where he's not having to to do so much but um you know i'm just i'm really just trying to make sure that you know he understands that you know i'm trying to make him the best player he can be and uh, we're going to be the best team we can be when he's playing well so i'm mean, i'm just excited for the opportunity
2: Mike, we were just talking about this. What have your conversations been like with Quinn Snyder? He's such a basketball intellect. Uh, what, what, what's that communication like back and forth so far?
3: Oh, it's been great. It's been great. He's He's been very open and, and candid with everything that we've talked about. Um, he's uh, he's definitely – his mind is always on basketball, I can tell you that. He's he's constantly texting and checking in and, and throwing different ideas out there and always trying to meet up and figure out when the next time we can spend some time together and sit down and and, uh, and go over ideas. So uh, I'm just excited for that relationship, We're excited, excited to learn. Um, there's so much more I can learn from him, and, um, and, and I'm sure it's going to make me better uh, as well as the team.
1: Mike, we've listened to a lot of your sound clips over the past couple of weeks from various spots, and I can't remember exactly where I heard you say it, but you described uh, coming to the Jazz kind of like the first day of school, a, a new start, and you talk about going through something like that considering you spent so long and all of your career in one spot there with the Grizzlies.
3: Yeah, um, man, it's it's exactly that, you know, just that uh, first day of school, um, new school feeling, where you come in and, and anything's possible, man. You can you can be who you want to be. You can, you know, people don't know who you are. People are trying to learn you, um, and it's a great opportunity to, to you know reinvent yourself in a different way if that's something you want to do. So uh, I'm just excited because you know coming from Memphis, where I've had such a uh, you know, a lot of memories, a lot of, a lot of great times, a lot of great teammates and coaches. Um, to get another to get opportunity in, a, in another great organization like the jazz is just you know you couldn't have dreamt dreamt it any better to, to come into a place that, that's so well run and, um, and and has such a great roster in place and a city that's truly behind their fan, their, their team and um, fan base is just unbelievable so it's just going to be a lot of fun to be a part of that to further
2: that Mike uh, you're a veteran you're a tough-minded player uh, we know what you can do on the court when you pull all that together, what effect can you have on this team that will get it from being a good team to being a great team?
3: Well, honestly, I, I think it's it's just that mentality that that I think a lot of guys um, have had some experience in the playoffs and, and big moments. Um, I've had a lot of experience in those moments and and, and different, I would say, almost like different eras. You know, when I first made the playoffs, we weren't playing so fast; it, the game was a little different. Uh, if it was a little more physical, you know. Guys like Kobe and them were still, in, you know, in their prime doing their thing. So um, my mentality is a little bit old school in a sense. Um, so you know, I, I'm I, I'm very hard on myself. Uh, I demand a lot on myself, and uh, also out of my teammates. And and, and you know, I might not be the guy that's going to yell at you and, and and get in your ear every every second of the day, but um, they'll know and feel you know the kind of vibe that I bring to a team. Um, this that's obviously a winning uh, winning mentality, and um, hopefully that rubs off on every single person in that on that team and on that roster, and uh, affects us in a way that allows us to to be contending or competing at the highest level, you know, come playoff time.
1: Mike, we were excited to have you on to if for thing uh, for nothing else to get to know you a little bit better. Tell our listeners a little bit about Mike Conley off the court, what you're into, your family, those sorts of things.
3: Yeah, um, well. It's pretty simple over here. I mean, I got two little boys—a uh, three-year-old and a one-year-old. Um, he actually turns three in, in about five or six days. But um, my wife, Mary, she's she'll be along the, for the ride with me as well. She just she does a lot of blogging and um, is really in the community and, and does a lot of things, uh, you know, volunteer work down in Memphis. So I'm sure she'll be doing the same in in uh, Salt Lake, um, but as far as I go man I'm pretty simple I love the golf I'm a big time golfer Um, I'm I would say that I'm like decent I'm not not great yet but I'm addicted Um, bowling is a big passion of mine I love to go bowling I have a couple balls and my own shoes so you know that I mean business but uh, and uh, yeah man I'm just like I stay out of the way I really I go home play with the family um, go golfing every now and then when I get a chance in off season and uh, and, and play basketball, but it's pretty pretty simple.
2: What kind of scores do you post, uh,
3: do you shoot, and do you roll? Oh, man. Um, in golf, I, I'm a 7 handicap right wow, now, so I'm shooting great. anywhere from low 80 to high 70s on, on good days, and um, bowling, I'm probably anywhere from, you know, 185 to 200 um, on a nightly basis whenever I get a chance to play. I'd rather I'd rather golf before I go bowling. So if I get a chance to bowl, uh, golf before a bowl, it's probably going to be that, that first. So, Mike,
2: one thing we noticed about you is that uh, when you get tired of bouncing a ball and uh, doing all that stuff, you've got uh, the pipes to be a great radio or TV voice. Uh, you got any interest in show business?
3: I, I did not want to take your job. I, I think you guys are—you guys have it you guys haven't made—you uh, know—you you, know, you, you you're the guys I'd look up to for sure. But no, I don't. I don't. I don't know. You know, I honestly—that um, is a—you know—anything is possible in the future. Uh, definitely something that I wouldn't uh, shut a door on. I think that would some be something that'd be cool and exciting uh, to still be around the game and to and to be able to to just you know spit some knowledge here and there. So who knows? We'll see.
2: One last question from me. It's this, Mike. It's rare to have a player who is so highly thought of by his teammates, and that has been voted on, and you've won awards for this. How does that happen? I mean, I know you're going to be modest about this and whatever else, but is it just a matter of not being duplicitous, not being a hypocrite and just leading by example?
3: You know, honestly, it's it's, it's a – unique situation and when you know when I win those awards it's, it's like you know it's weird because I'm winning them for kind of being myself so like it's like you know, I don't know how to do anything different so um, but I honestly think you know from what I get from my teammates is they understand that I'm uh, completely genuine and honest in everything I do um, you know I'm, I'm all about working I'm all about getting better I'm not above anybody um, I just constantly go out there and, and, and try to show it every day in practice and, um, and, and I think that they, they, they see that I lead by example and that I'm not just you know, just talking to talk and I kind of walk at the same time.
1: Well Mike we can't thank you enough for giving us a few moments of your time. Welcome to Salt Lake City and I think I speak for a lot of jazz fans in saying that we're really excited to see you this upcoming year.
3: Thanks so much can't wait to be there.
1: Thanks Mike Mike Conley Newest uh, point guard for the Utah Jazz. That was fun. I would think it's too good to be true, but it's
2: not because it is true. Based on our conversations with other people, he's the real deal. Just like he just said, he is what he is. And uh, like it or lump it, but it seems like most people like it. The fact that he is a gifted basketball player certainly makes
1: all of that more impressive. Well, And a multi-sport athlete. And he was the highest-paid player in the league there for a while. He was, but how about that—a seven handicap. He's yeah. a heck of a golfer.
0: Yeah,
2: but he's
1: rolling two hundreds on the bowling he, yeah, lanes. Yeah,
2: he's a player. I mean, yeah, he sounds like the kind of guy you would want to hang out he with, does. doesn't he? He does. Hey, let's go bowling, Mike. Hey, let's go play a round of golf.
1: Of course, he'd probably take your money. And he's—he's uh, he's a father of young children and uh, is uh, excited that uh, hopefully his family, he talked about how his wife played a role in the community, uh, and he did as well, but he, he talked donating, about his wife's he role. He was
2: donating in, money to uh, health causes back there in Memphis. Uh, they loved him back there. He is really, what, weaved into the uh, the fabric of yeah. that community back there, and he seems like he's eager to do something similar. It's funny, guys like that, because you can't fake it. I mean, some guys can fake it for a while, but sooner or later, the truth is going to come out about somebody. And it seems like that kind of authenticity works for him. And it's
1: e- maybe it's easier for him because he's predisposed to be this way. He kind of just said that when you asked him about winning those awards, he said, I'm just being myself. Yeah. <laughs> I don't don't have any secret recipe to, to winning the award. I'm just kind of doing... Uh, Doing me and being me, which that's a great sign.
2: And I think the Jazz is going to count on him to be something more than just what he is statistically. Oh, I would agree with that. He's going to be a mentor for Donovan Mitchell. He's going to, I think, get to know that team and hold it together together and so, so perform on the floor yes but utilize his knowledge in order to benefit his teammates but also in the locker room to be talking to them about what works and doesn't work cuz this team still needs that kind of leadership i know that donovan and uh, and, and rudy are, are trying to be those kinds of leaders but mike has been doing this a long long time now and i think he's hit the position he plays even in positionless basketball just lends itself to it being a leader, so you combine all those things with the unselfishness. I I think uh, I think this team is going to bond around him
1: pretty quickly. Well, and they did lose a little bit of that with Ricky Rubio. And maybe I'm selling Ricky a little short, but he was he was really good in the locker room. Uh, Donovan Mitchell has uh, talked many times how much he learned from Ricky Rubio and his experience, and so you know you lose a little bit of that with Ricky going to Phoenix. So to plug somebody like Mike Conley, you know, into that position, quite literally on the floor and off of it in the locker room, uh, that's that's probably not it's probably not bad to replace Ricky with somebody like that. I will reinforce my earlier prediction.
2: Jake, Mike Conley will have the best season of his career this next year. And usually you wouldn't say that because he's a newcomer, but I think those conversations between Mike and Quinn are going to benefit both of them. And that is going to translate, transfer onto the court, and we're going to see that come together. And when a guy can do what he can do, can benefit his teammates and benefit them by actually hitting perimeter shots, by actually executing out on the floor and helping out at the defensive end, even though he's a little longer in the tooth, that naturally brings a team together. And they will lean on him for that kind of mental side of the game. That's a lot to predict for not really knowing him all that well but i just i have a strong suspicion that that's the way it's going to be
1: well let me ask you this then just to kind of add on to that and i i've i like your take about him having the best year of his career i'm i'm really curious about that myself so, but you heard i i asked him the question about playing next to donovan let me ask you this does donovan mitchell have the best year of his career yes I
2: think that will be true as well. And not even statistically. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about running a team, being a part of a team, helping one another. I think these additions will will benefit Donovan more than any other existing jazz player. I, I think it's going to open it up for him. He's not going to feel the pressure that he has to do it all in those moments when there's few other places to turn. Well, there's other places to turn now. So that's going to make Donovan more efficient, more effective when they really need him to be that.
1: Well, just an example, I think, of what you're talking about, and I couldn't agree with you more, by the way, but we we saw this last year, not to oversimplify it, but sometimes the offense would turn into, all right, we're going to try real hard for 20 seconds, and then when it comes down to that final four, we're going to give it to Donovan and say, well, go get him. Yeah. And that's a lot of pressure, but he was the only one really capable of doing that, if that makes any sense. So Mike certainly is capable of doing that now. It's going to relieve a lot of pressure from that standpoint yeah. where, you know, the the offense is not going to work 100% of the time. It happens very frequently where things break down or the other team's really good too. We forget that, right? You know, mm-hmm. a team's playing really good defense. You have to have a player when it breaks down, have the ability to still go out and get you a, a bucket. And Donovan has that. But he was the only one that had that last year. How many
2: times did we see Quinn give the ball to Donovan? in key moments like the last four or five minutes of a game. And it really kind of depended on him. Yeah. And now he's got relief in that regard, which will make him that much more effective. And when you have threats around you, then defenses can't stack stack up and surround Donovan. And so it's going to leave him in more favorable matchups. And if they continue to concentrate on Donovan, that's why Reed recognition is so important. He's going to dish the ball to somebody else who can hurt the uh, opponent, and when the opponent gets hurt by that other player, then, then it, it works because yeah. now Donovan is freed up because they can't cheat on him anymore. So yeah, all that uh, it will be interesting. I think there will be some bumps and skids along the way. It takes a little while for the thing to to gel. Uh, that'd be J E L L, by the way. Uh, I remember. And, yeah, and, but I, I think Jazz fans have something. Really, really compelling to look forward to. Um,
1: uh, Mike Conley, big thanks again to him for joining us. He joined us on the Sprint special guest line. We want to remind you customers can get the fantastic iPhone X for 50% off with FlexLease. Visit the local Sprint store near you. All right, coming up right around the corner, Gordon, I, I want to get some feedback from the listeners. What would you think about uh, Mike Conley? What would you think about that interview? His attitude um, uh, what he thinks he can do to help this team, uh, what he's, he's his interactions with Quinn Snyder already. Curious to what our listeners and jazz fans out there think about that. We'll have more straight ahead. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280
0: The Zone. May I have your attention, please? You're locked on to The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. You watch me
1: Well, I think I've heard this song before, Gordon. Yeah, this is Stitches. So this is, is the this one? It? this This is, is the, the,
2: the coup de grace. This yeah. is yeah. the one he's famous for? Young yeah, Sean Mendez, yeah. Yeah, he sang it last
1: night. Want to remind you about our friends at UVU, fall enrollment for Utah Valley University is now open online at uvu.edu slash admissions. UVU, a place for you. Learn more with Scotty and Hance on Friday from noon to three. Real quick before we uh, we continue to digest uh, Mike Conley interview, which we'll have up uh, shortly at 1280thezone.com if you didn't have a chance to hear all of it. I mean, I uh, got a text from a mutual friend of ours, Gordon, that uh, that uh, has extreme doubt that you've ever stopped to buy a cup of lemonade from the kids on the what? side of the road. That's not true. Not true. <laughs> he doubts and, and asks if uh, you even have a drink holder in that, uh, yes, uh, that Rolls Royce a, that you're driving that's down. That's
2: not a Rolls Royce, and I do have a, a cup holder in there. I got to admit, I have stopped I do to have buy lemonade for kids little, as opposed to shooing them away as though they're
1: horse flies. At least I can admit it.
0: At, le- at least, at least yeah, you I can admit, admit it. that you're
1: being a jerk. You've never stopped once. I have to. Austin, who are you believing here? Oh, come on. Why, I would, I, would, I, why would I lie about that? Well,. Why would you lie about a lot of things? But. <laughs> you want
2: appearances. You want appear to appear. Oh, be the like nice I guy. care
0: about. Oh, please. If I were going to do, I, oh, I believe there's drink holders. I believe there's a uh, like t- state of the art NASA style drink holders in that thing. I don't know how much uh, how many nickels have been thrown to the kids on the
1: right. Corner. Yeah, that, exactly.
0: That's all I'm saying. All right back to the Lisa now Lisa gives them everything in her pocket Lisa yeah, stops for every be, single that, one that, that and brings him lunch probably and, and uh,
2: an umbrella for shade Gordon buzzes I mean, grabs my wallet and goes over there and probably throws some you know some goodwill money at him Gordon buzzes them a little bit just
1: to send a little fear their way
2: no oh, that's you the puddle <laughs> you're the one who is swatting them with a the fly swatter you're out there get away from me get out of my neighborhood I can't believe they really feel that way, Jay. Because you're a nice guy. I am a nice guy, and, and what's wrong with you then? Well, they've got to learn the lesson of rejection. Oh, it's for their benefit. <laughs> this is going to hurt me a lot more than it's going to hurt you. But,
1: Jay, I just find I'm it obnoxious. You. That's all. Are you like Are you like 95 years old uh, at heart? All right. Uh, big thanks to Mike Conley, who joined us in the last segment. I thought he was great. Um, Austin, by the way, at Austin Horton on Twitter, kind of did a running thread of some of the highlights. If you don't have a chance to uh, listen to it right now, podcast form, uh, you can catch uh, a few of the highlights there. But now that we've kind of digested it a little bit, uh, Gordon, uh, one or two things that really stood out to you at all?
2: Uh, yeah. Uh, the
1: thing that
2: stood out to me the most is, again, the mental side of it. I mean, you have to be good physically physically but the difference makers or what's between the years and he said that he's old school that he demands a lot from himself he demands a lot from his teammates <laughs> excuse me <clears throat> and uh yeah i i'm i'm looking forward to seeing him do that that sort of thing bleeds over to Donovan Mitchell and Rudy
1: Gobert is so inclined as well so yeah um uh, I I guess we hit on this a little bit in the last segment I get, the one thing that really stood out to me and you asked him the question uh, about his interactions with coach Snyder and I'll just read the quote real quick cuz this is what he said he said he, quote he's constantly throwing ideas into the mix and trying to figure out the next time we can sit down and try some things out he'll do everything to make me and the team better unquote I I think coach Snyder is well I don't think I, I think we know this is is an innovator he's a thinker kind of on the intellectual side of, mm. of basketball. He's a, yeah. he's a dude who's, who's really full of ideas and, uh, and throws them out. We've heard Donovan Mitchell talk about that a lot. Other players uh, talk about that. And I know that coach on the floor, Gordon, is a bit of an overused cliche, mm-hmm. but to have a veteran point guard like Mike Conley where he and Coach Snyder, we can see some of those innovative ideas practiced out on the floor. Uh, I'm really excited to see that because I think he has the acumen and the ability to really do what Coach Snyder wants from that particular position. And well, as- an
2: example of that with Quinn is what they tried against uh, James Harden and mm-hmm. the Rockets. That was, I mean, I guess Milwaukee had tried that, but to see it in a playoff form in a setting where it's game after game
1: after game, interesting. I said this in game one when, when everybody was making fun of the Jazz for it. It was brilliant, and it turned out to be brilliant. I know they didn't win the series, but James Harden's production was way down. Yeah, yeah. And and that series didn't come down to, you know, I know we like to talk about the NBA being a superstar league and blah, 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 blah. That series wasn't defined by the superstar taking over and James Harden. That series was defined by the fact that Jazz couldn't throw it in the ocean. All right. Right. I mean, that wasn't that wasn't a series where you just didn't have any answer for James Harden. You mm-hmm. just kind of threw up your arms and said, Well, what are you gonna do with a player like that? Which is, yeah, which is what some teams would have to do. right. Well, I mean, you you look at some of the jazz performances in the finals against Michael Jordan and uh, and a lot of people rightfully so, just say, well, Michael Jordan. Yeah. I mean, he's going to make that shot. I mean, he's mm-hmm. the best player uh, on the planet, maybe the best player who's ever existed. And in, in this day and age, what are you going to do?
2: You mean when he snatches the ball from Carl Malone's clutches and dribbles down the floor and hits
1: the game winner and sinks the yeah sinks the dagger? Hey, what are you going to? It's it's Michael F. Jordan. Yeah. And the flu game, I mean, you can look at a lot of examples where, you know, that was a really good Jazz team, and they threw the kitchen sink at Michael Jordan, and it just happened to be Michael Jordan, and he won the series. That wasn't the Jazz series against the Houston Rockets. That wasn't James Harden carrying the Rockets to victory. In fact, he was more limited than he was in the the Golden State series, the very next series in which the Rockets lost. That was the Jazz could not take advantage of what Houston was giving them because everybody's got to give them something. I mean, the whole point of the the get behind James Harden defense is to take away the step back three and make him make a make a floater. I mean, you got to give you've got to give the other team something. You can't take away everything all at once. Yeah. And what Houston was willing to give the Jazz, the Jazz were not capable of taking advantage and that was the series right there. That was it. Yeah. And so now I think you're going to see where They're much less likely to face that kind of adversity, missing wide-open shots. Well, they're going to create other problems for teams, and teams are going to come back with other solutions. The problem is, what do you give the Jazz now? You can't give the Jazz Derek Favors in the corner. You can't give the Jazz Jay Crowder in the corner. Now, maybe with different lineup combinations, we'll have other topics about what the Jazz are getting and failing to capitalize on, but we know that those things that they were having trouble with, the switching defenses, right. those sorts of things, they're going to they're gonna be much better against that. Well, they're then, not going to lose a playoff series because they can't hit open shots. This yeah. version of the Jazz is not going to have that same problem. They're and, just not.
2: And they've got two guys who can create their own shot and uh, be effective doing so. so. And that's important because those guys will have better opportunities to do that because there will be fewer bodies surrounding them for the very reason you just mentioned right
1: this is all in theory well i mean that's but but i guess bringing this conversation full circle quinn snyder's got theories coming out of his ears Mm -hmm. and he's got ideas coming out of his ears and he's going to have somebody that he can really be i mean coach player relationship but really partner on these sorts of things to to put them in action Mm -hmm. And I I think that's going to be really fun to watch. I mean –
2: I hope Quinn doesn't – he's got so much in front of him now that he didn't have before. Uh, You know how his mind works. He he goes and goes and goes and spins and spins and spins. He's probably got 5,000 ideas
1: buzzing through his head right now. Right. And during the season, it's even more – I mean, we've joked about this, but I've certainly been here doing uh, post games and and watching uh, Coach Snyder give his uh, his comments on TV. Or uh, I don't usually get to be down there in person because I'm up here in the studio. But I I always think, oh, Coach Snyder, get some sleep, man. You look tired. And, you know, it's and we've talked to people who talk about it because he's up. He's got ideas. He's he's communicating. It's the way he's built. And if he can find uh, somebody on the floor, and not that you know, Donovan or Rudy or, or something like that isn't necessarily this, but, but a point guard that can really implement the vision and the ideas that he has. And yes. maybe some of them aren't, aren't terrific and they throw it in the wastebasket. Uh-huh. But you've got somebody that can really go out and implement the, the different ideas. And
2: that point, Jake, you just made is huge. It is huge because the coach isn't out on the floor. He only has so much control. Right. He's not a puppet master. The guys out on the floor have to do it. And when you've got a guy out there who has the experience, and I don't want to – it sounds like we're making Mike Conley sound like he's Superman. And, I mean, he's a player. And he's a very good player, though. He's a better player than the Jazz have had at that position in a long time. He is going to be able to fill that role, in my opinion, based on what I've been told. That's good news. That's good news for Quinn. Because he's got – if he can get all his – or at least the significant ideas jammed into Mike's head, and as you were talking about, Mike can filter through those and find out what's working. It's like a quarterback out on the field. When he comes over during a timeout, an effective coach will ask him what he's seeing.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And Mike can do the same thing. And – Mike knows what he can do and what he can't do. He knows what in, in a given and that changes from situation to situation, from night to night. And so he can say, okay, this is what I'm seeing and this is how I'm feeling. And this is what I want to do. Well, that's that's good news.
1: And maybe Ricky Rubio had the basketball intellect to do that, but I the the skill on the floor just didn't mm-hmm. Didn't he? Didn't have both, and I think right. Mike Conley has. And has I think.
2: Both. And again, it sounds like we're running Ricky down, or not. But I think Mike is a little more mentally tough, um, a little more careful, uh, cautious when caution is called for. Uh, Ricky had a tendency at times to let turn the ball over when uh, when it was unfortunate for his team.
1: Well, I think Mike's a better player. Yeah. Well, it helps when you're better. And I don't think that that's being unfair to Ricky Rubio because yeah. I think Mike Conley is, is in the upper echelon of point guards in the league, and he has been for a long time. So, I mean, that's no knock on, on Ricky Rubio necessarily, but Mike, is he's, he's a better player.
2: But back to what I said about him having a great year upcoming, I think that combination of those two, Quinn and and Mike, getting together and discussing these things, it's very rare that you have a veteran uh, who's been in the league as long as Mike Conley, who hears something that he hasn't heard before, right. that's going to happen. Because Quinn thinks outside the box. I get it. I mean, there's nothing that's absolutely brand new. But I think he'll present it in a way that'll be beneficial to Mike, and then Mike will execute it in a way that's beneficial to Quinn. And, and I think we're going to see that. Like I said at the beginning, I think it might be a little rough at times. It's going to be a little bit of bumping and skidding, but I think as time goes by, you're going to see this team form into what uh, Quinn's vision for it is. If it doesn't happen, then that will create uh, a different kind of pressure on this team that maybe it hasn't felt in the past.
1: Well, and unlike you and certainly me, Mike seems like the type of guy who would stop and uh, you know buy a 50-cent lemonade from a kid.
2: Like me, unlike you. Yeah.
1: Mm, I don't know if I'm quite- Not only,
2: not only would Mike, he'd probably buy them out. He'd probably shut them down by giving them a, a very generous gift. Uh, and you, my friend, would uh, make faces at them. No, i just pretend not to see them. Oh, so you don't even exist in your world. Oh, what's worse? You're just going to look right past uh, them. Uh, That's worse Pretending they're not there. I've talked to people before who have been in need to hitch a ride, and they say the thing that bothers them the most are the people who don't even look at them. Like, you are invisible to me.
1: That is you driving through the neighborhood. No, it is. But you're telling me that is worse than waving and smiling as you zoom right by? Yes! No, it's not. You're at least acknowledging their existence. I don't want them to. You're exist. not even making contact, eye contact. So when you're passing them by, you honk and wave. On the
2: occasion when I've when when I've been unable to stop, <laughs> I have yes rolled the window down and waved and said good luck, guys.
1: Oh no, I so don't believe you now. <laughs> Everybody isn't like you. That does not sound like you. <laughs> it is
2: me. Quit you're you're manufacturing this this uh this uh
0: this form around me that is not true. It might be him if he first called Lisa, how do I unroll the window in this car? Okay. This is ridiculous now. <laughs> oh <laughs> And we have
1: a nonverbal response from Gordon. Too far? Oh man.
2: <laughs> Alright, we'll have more. I mean I don't know much, but they don't ought to roll the damn window down. <laughs> we'll have
1: more coming up next. 975 and 1280 the
0: zone. <laughs> Three, two, one this is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Tony, a woman, had her cat in her yard, and she's been sighted because the law says that cat cannot be in the yard. So I need to leave the door open on accident. Cat gets out, and then I'll tell Nat, whoa, we don't need to chase after that cat. I don't want to get a ticket.
2: Totally That's how I get us down to two. That's the dumbest rule I think I've ever heard in my entire life. Animal
0: at large. It's not a bobcat. It's, it's not all that. <laughs> you know, it's not scaring every kid in the neighborhood. It's not the cat from Pet Cemetery. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, just swiping, ready to just rip somebody apart. And the cat's just laying there. And then you're like, that is it. That is an animal at large. Yeah. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. If Zach Moss were to actually take a bowling class as his elective this year, that would make him the first person eligible to be a pro bowler as well as a pro bowler. That'd help Jake out in the future if it ever comes up again.
1: Who are these players supposed to be loyal to? The position coach that'll take the next promotion? The head coach that spent four years trying to recruit over him? The fans that are gonna boo him the
0: next time he fumbles against a rival? The athletic department who doesn't share revenue? What loyalty? Thank you for your notification system. I think that That's awesome. You guys could send me a notification every 10 minutes and I'd love it. Okay, I already like Mike Connolly. There's nothing more cool than a winner telling you he's a winner without sounding like he's bragging. I mean, the guy is cool hand. What a stud. Winner. Winner chicken dinner.
1: Nice use of the open mic today yeah, there, like listeners. Well done. Yeah, uh, you, I liked all of them. You can always download our uh, Zone Sports Network app. It's got the open mic feature on there. You can record up to 15 seconds of audio. Hit send, and it goes to right uh, right to Austin there in the control room.
2: A guy who is a winner who says he's a winner and doesn't sound like he's bragging. That's tough. That sounds like something we'll see in a column this year. I mean, like tomorrow. <laughs> but... If you said that, Jake, if you said, "Hey, I'm a winner, everybody," I mean, we would all. I'd sound like a jerk. Yeah,
1: yeah, you probably would. What do you think, Austin? Even more so, yeah. Yeah, it'd be like walking around talking about your nice car every day. Now,
2: (laughs) I said that once, like twenty years ago, and I'm not the one who brings that up. Right? I have a nice car. Sounds like you. That, that Well, that isn't me. You <laughs> just brought it up, not me. It
1: sounds a little bit like somebody I know. Not at all, man. I don't like drawing attention to that sort Wasn't of thing. Wasn't it the other day you were talking about how good of a basketball player you were? Did I say that? That you—that people who step onto the floor with you better be, you know, at a similar skill level, or they might as well not play because it's dangerous.
2: That was back in the day. I, you know, I mean, yeah, the, the farther on down the road you get, the better you used to be. You know that. That's true. And I was talking about in a general sense, not at, <laughs> uh, about me. See, you don't understand this, Jake, because you never reach that certain level, but I mean for for those who play at a certain level, they don't want some guy out there swinging forearms around or undercutting them when they're going to the basket.
1: Well, That's all. see, the other thing Mike can do is is talk about how he's a winner and not only does it not sound arrogant, but he doesn't have to put somebody else down. <laughs> At the same time. Yeah,
2: that, that is impressive. It isn't is. It? Yeah, yeah, very impressive.
1: Maybe we can learn from Mike.
2: <laughs> I certainly think we can,
1: given that we just take turns putting each other Do down th- all day. Do you think
2: Mike Conley, when he's driving home today, you think he's going to chase kids off the street who are selling lemonade? No. no. He's going to stop and he's going to chat with them and he's going to hand them a $10 bill.
1: So you're saying live and
2: learn, Jake. You're saying he's a better
1: person than me because fine.
2: No, I'm saying he's setting an example from which you can learn.
1: Okay, but I'm I'm probably not going to in this circumstance. Why not? I'm I'm still not going to slow down to to buy lemonade from those hustlers on the street. Think of it like this: What would Mike do? Roll down the window and say, "Aren't you supposed to be in school?"
2: No, in the past you roll your window down and shake your fist at him and say, "You tax slackers, pay your taxes."
1: <laughs> you're probably not uh, contributing sales tax on that, are you?
2: Jeez, you're like a walking
1: regulator. Again <laughs> to <of> the put
2: downs. <laughs> oh, I'm just going off on of what you're saying here. I don't know what other conclusion
1: any of us can draw. Oh, man. I, I think the silent majority agrees with me. Uh, <laughs> I want to remind you about our friends I'm at U Conference Football, the 14U division, will allow players to full high school experience, high school rules, unlimited weights, real football. If you're tired of rec league competition, sign up today at org. Let's compete, let's play. Yeah. Also, I want to remind you about uh, the Tour of Utah podcast at 1280thezone.com. Steve Brown will tell you how to uh, train for the summer of cycling and where best to see the upcoming Tour of Utah race. Jake, you're too nice a guy to, 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 to come across like the jerk that you are. Wait, wait. Say, rewind and, and say that again. I'm too nice a guy to, to come across like the jerk that you are. So, I mean, Coming I, across as. Oh, okay. I was going to say, so I'm simultaneously a nice guy and a jerk?
2: <laughs> no, you're trying to present yourself in a way that you're not. All right. Well. I'm I'll, giving you the benefit of the doubt over there. I'll try to be nicer to the kids, but I really L- Lisa will Lisa thinks you're really such. She always says Jake is such a nice guy. Well, she's a great judge of character.
0: She means Jake Hatch. <laughs>
2: yeah, I, you know, I didn't think of that. No, I am probably. a nice guy.
1: I just don't want to stop and and buy some lemonade from a kid. So, so
2: you are a nice guy. You're just not, just not the kids <laughs> who are trying learning to, work ethic. Are, yes, contributing, trying to be productive.
1: Join, join a gang, will you? Yes. How do I know what they're going to go spend that money on? <laughs> you are,
2: you are a troubled man.
1: Well, if you look at it through that lens I'm I'm actually you know not contributing to delinquents because they would use the money
2: in a manner in which you would disapprove well, I don't know of. I have some faith in humanity should I need more kids I'm talking <laughs> about eight-year-old kids they're gonna go buy some bubble gum or something and rot their teeth
0: exactly or maybe they maybe they're saving up for a, a bike. Which they'll ride in the road and across my lawn. Yeah, there you go.
2: <laughs> Man, you need some rearranging going on up S- there,
0: Jake. Stay tuned. This is your chance to win tickets. Win. It's a win ticket Wednesday. 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 Caller number 12 right now at 855-340-ZONE. Woo! You'll win tickets right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right,
1: caller 12 right now. We're going to hook you up on a win ticket Wednesday. If you're caller 12, you win two tickets to the Nitro World Games. They're coming back to Utah Saturday, August 17th at the Utah Motorsports Campus. The world's best motorsports and action sports athletes will once again converge this summer to battle for the top spot in Nitro Rallycross, Moto Quarterpipe, and FMX Best Trick. Tickets are on sale now. Purchase your tickets at nitroworldgames.com or simply be caller 12 right now. We'll have more coming up next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping up a big show, 97.5, 1280 of the Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, and boy, Gordon, it's been a big day on the big show. It has been. Covered a lot of ground as we usually do and had a lot of fun while doing it. Had Mike Conley on the air. It was fun to talk to him, get to know him a little bit better. Go to 1280 com if you want to hear that interview in podcast form. Or, of course, you can go uh, to your favorite podcast catcher, search out The Big Show, and you can find all of our podcasts, including entire shows and interviews we do like Mike Conley.
2: Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I was uh, I walk away favorably impressed by the guy. Now, there's a lot of ground to cover still but he uh, certainly seems like he's got his head and his attitude in the right place. And we already know about his physical gifts.
1: Yeah, I think he's going to be a great fit. And, and certainly his his interview today... Uh, led me to believe that even further. It right. seems like he's got the right attitude coming in. I think he's got a really nice vision how he's going to play alongside Donovan Mitchell. I think uh, his answer when you asked him about uh, his interactions with Quinn Snyder were were totally positive, and you could see, you know, uh, Quinn bouncing stuff off him too. Uh, you know, you can picture that in mm-hmm. your mind when he's talking about it. And I, I think that pairing where Coach Snyder is going to have a, a dynamic point guard. I think we're in. I think we're going to see something. Something really special that we haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, well, now we just got to see it. Oh, is that all? No. Now, I mean, now they just have to put it into practice. Huh? Yeah, and uh, yeah,
2: that's what makes this uh, this ride real fascinating this time around because we haven't seen this version of the Jazz. This is uh, we've seen bits and pieces, but think about Donovan Mitchell. Think about Rudy Gobert, which you've seen. Think about Joe Ingles. Now add in Mike Connolly. A guy who can hit the outside shot. A guy who runs the pick and roll beautifully. A guy who can stay between his man and the basket so the pressure isn't on Rudy to cover for sloppy defense out on the perimeter. Uh, I think about a guy who can lead a team beyond what it's done in the past. I mean, and then you have a shooter in Bogdanovich that Joe Ingles is covered. Mike Conley is covered. Donovan Mitchell is covered and the ball is suddenly in Bogdanovich's hands for a corner three I mean I don't know what this team is going to do we're all guessing at this point but all indicators are that this could be something really fun to watch even in a very difficult climb through the west
1: All right. so big thanks to Mike Conley for joining the show, big thanks to Vince uh, Murata of 98.7 FM down there in Phoenix talking a little Arizona State big thanks to Austin, executive producer of the big show Austin, thank you sir Gordon, thank you, buddy. Thanks to you, Jake, and thanks to
2: all our listeners because, you know, it wouldn't be a very fun radio show if you
1: weren't with us. We do appreciate it. We'll talk to you tomorrow on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone.